Hi, welcome to another edition of North of 48. It's March 31st, tomorrow is April Fools. Happy April Fools. And then Friday is Good Friday. For those who uh, celebrate that. Are you getting confused as much as I am? I, 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 I just been having a, a last couple of weeks. I, I'm just almost tongue-tied. I don't know what to say. Between uh, did the coronavirus happen from an animal? Did it come from the lab? You know, mainstream news is saying no, it came from an animal. But however, let's talk a little bit about that and a few other things on North of 48. Let us hear now from Robert Redfield, the former CDC director in the States. Biology of this pathogen in Wuhan was from a laboratory, um, you know, escaped. Uh, Other people don't believe that. That's fine. Science will eventually figure it out. It's not unusual for respiratory pathogens that are being worked on in a laboratory to infect the laboratory worker. my opinion right but I am a virologist I have spent my life in virology I do not believe this somehow came from a bat to a human and at that moment in time the virus that came to the human became one of the most infectious viruses that we know in humanity for human to human transmission wait what On the mainstream news, some people are getting pounded for even suggesting that it might have come from a laboratory. The WHO said, the World Health Organization said that they believe it came from a a mammal, which could quite well be the fact. I have no problem with that. But they say they're also going to make their option open that it might have come from the lab. Now, if you know on our last podcast how easy it is for these pathogens to be brought out into public and to infect family and friends and various people in the world. So I, I, I wish the news would just say, look it, we don't know how it got into the world, how COVID made it into the world. We do know it's here and we're still investigating. If they would do something like that, I would just be admiring the news for saying saying the truth like that. We have opinion pieces all over the place. It's like this AstraZeneca. Now, I got the AstraZeneca shot. I feel fine, no effects, arm was good. However, four, I, I got it after four people in Europe had blood clots. And they paused it in Europe. But we kept it going here in Canada, in Alberta. Now Canada comes out and says they're going to pause the AstraZeneca and they're not going to give it to people 
until they look at it. But, buddy, I got my shot after the four people in Europe had blood clots. Now, there's been no other cases with blood clots, not in North America. And they're researching it to see if it was the batch. But AstraZeneca, the Oxford one, the one I had such high hopes for, is really doing a bad PR job. They come in with stats, and then they come in with different stats the next day. They're just not doing their homework or their job. I believe it's safe from all the research I've seen. It's, it's after you get your second shot, it's in the 90s for protecting you. Now, the thing with the shot, with the vaccine shot is, it won't stop you from getting it, but it will certainly help you not to die. The effects won't be as bad because your body has has went through an immune response. But it's very strange the way things are going. Now there's a human error at Emergent Biosolutions, highly touted vaccine facility in Baltimore that may have ruined 15 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Workers at a Baltimore plant manufacturing two coronavirus vaccines accidentally conflated the vaccine's ingredients several weeks ago, ruining about 15 million doses of Johnson & Johnson's vaccine and forcing regulators to delay authorization of the plant's production lines. It's that kind of crap. I mean, aren't, we're supposed to be taking this all so very seriously. There is human error in things. I get it. But my gosh, I mean, like AstraZeneca and their PR is just doing a piss poor job. Now the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is doing a poor job. Doses apparently spoiled. A stunning new report says a mix-up at a Baltimore facility may have ruined the Johnson & Johnson shots, leading to delays in future shipments. Hello, everyone. I'm Vic Carter. And I'm Rick Ritter. The New York Times says human error caused the issue at Emergent Biosolutions. The good news is none of the current doses that people have gotten are affected by this. WJT is live at the Bayview facility tonight. Amy Kawada with what we're learning. Amy. Rick, Vic, Johnson & Johnson says a batch of its COVID vaccine made here in Baltimore failed quality standards and cannot be used. Emergence Biosolutions here has been making doses for months now, but this facility here has not yet received emergency authorization use from the federal government. All the doses going into people's arms now are being made elsewhere. A mistake at Emergent Biosolutions inside its East Baltimore plant. The New York Times reports the ingredients for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, as well as the AstraZeneca shot made here, somehow got mixed up, possibly ruining nearly 15 million doses. We freeze them down and we ship them out of here to contract fillers who put them in the vials. Governor Hogan toured this facility back in February and praised the work being done here. According to the Times, the issue has halted future shipments of the Johnson & Johnson shot, while the FDA investigates what happened. The mix-up is reportedly blamed on human error. Well, I guess the important thing is they, they caught it before it was distributed and uh, injected into somebody's arms. But that's, that's what drives a guy crazy. Uh, due diligence to the problem. I, I, 
it's mind-boggling, really. It's really mind-boggling. Well, some people don't take it um, take it serious or or being pushed to. But there was an article in Science um, about COVID-19. The explosion of COVID-19 around the world had a longer fuse than early indications suggested. A new study published in the journal Science suggests that the virus might have been moving through a very small number of people weeks or months before the outbreak at the now infamous Wuhan, China live animal food market. Researchers investigating the origin of the pandemic suggest the first infected person may have caught the coronavirus from an animal source as early as October 2019, well before the late December 2019 outbreak at the market. Kind of makes sense that it might have been percolating in the public either from the lab somebody infected or an animal infected somebody. But way before February and March, March was the lockdown, I believe, in Canada. And even then, planes carrying infected people still came here and to Britain and to the U.S., So, something I've, I've always thought was how come a country like Canada didn't stop the flights from coming here with people who had COVID? They should have been tested in the country of origin of the flight and provided, provide health care. I mean, if Canada had to pay for those people to be in a Chinese hospital, that's fine. Um, it wouldn't have uh, affected us as nearly as bad as it has. And there's talk about going into a fourth wave. Ontario is going into shutdown. However, the Auditor General, Kate Hogan, um, she issued a report card and had some interesting things to say about Canada's health response. Hogan also wrapped the Public Health Agency of Canada for failing to fix problems first identified more than 20 years ago. The agency um, had not uh, planned for um, nor prepared for um, a nationwide quarantine. The health minister said that will be fixed. Every country, as I said, is going to be reviewing lessons learned and there will be a full review of the Public Health Agency of Canada. The Auditor General also found that the government did a haphazard job in the first few months of the pandemic, tracking inbound international travelers thought to be a high risk of violating quarantine orders. I want to acknowledge that the consistent application of these new border measures across, across all ports of entry can be improved. Finally, Hogan looked ahead, saying her office has plenty of work to do on pandemic-related audits, including tracking the government's performance on vaccine distribution and procurement. Look for that vaccine verdict this fall. David Aiken, Global News, Ottawa. And of course, Canada's Chief Public Health Officer, Theresa Tam, says her agency wasn't wrong when it rated the risk of COVID-19 to the country as low 
in early 2020, a ranking that the Federal Auditor General says was concerning and based on a faulty assessment tool. At a new news conference on Friday, Theresa Tam said the low-risk assessment was to show a moment in time rather than the risk the coronavirus posed to Canadians. However, she said her agency is now more focused on its forward-looking risk assessments rather than only capturing the immediate risk posed by a disease. Now, I can't be the only one feeling this, that countries and people could have done a better job. You know, mistakes are made, yeah. However, you know, in this case, these mistakes have costed lives. Especially in the seniors' homes. Which is um, just remarkable how we uh, treat our our elders and uh, very worrisome as well. If you permit me, I just want to read a few passages from Robert Hiltz that really hits home. Um, He writes for The Passage. It's a newsletter. And uh, he goes on to say, Canada's long-term care homes are where we send our elderly to die in misery. The pandemic has made this much worse. In the pandemic's first two waves, 69% of COVID-19 deaths throughout Canada happened in long-term care homes. We have the worst record of long-term care deaths among wealthy countries internationally with a global average of 41%. For a country that makes public health care such a cornerstone of its national identity, we sure seem happy to discard the most vulnerable. Long-term care and retirement homes were affected by the pandemic disproportionately. Things didn't improve for the second wave. The second wave of COVID-19 in Canada was bigger and broader than the first wave, reaching more parts of the country and resulting in a larger number of outbreaks, infections, and deaths in these homes. Residents received less medical care during the first wave than normal, fewer doctor visits, fewer transfers to hospitals. Overall deaths from non-COVID cases were higher than typical in long-term care facilities across the country during the first wave, even in provinces with smaller COVID-19 infection rates. Of course, this, this, uh, these are my words now, this has a lot, lot to do with going to uh, private care. With, the, with uh, public governments spinning or contracting it out to a private care home, and, um, you know, it's uh, their first word is profit, is it not? Some of these guys are, are getting millions of dollars in benefits and bonuses. But it's not trickling down to, to the people in these long-term care facilities. I had a parent in one. And um, I could always tell that they needed more help than they got. The food was crap because it went to a central facility in the city and then it was shipped over and the hospitals went to this as well and I know in Britain they they had uh, problems with their private contractors Uh, the company uh, went out of business bankrupt in the states New York alone the seniors deaths that uh, 
the governor tried to cover up or at least not make public is astounding. So again, I is it the people in charge? Is it the people that they put in there? Is it the guys at the top, the leaders don't want to say the buck stops here? They, they tend to put people between them, managers and supervisors, to have somebody to fire in case something screws up. The Johnson vaccine, it was, um, so far, they're blaming two guys who, who did the batch. Now, that could quite be right, but did they have any controls on on the ingredients? What was their process? I mean... What I'm trying to say is this is all very serious. The variants alone are overtaking the the regular COVID-19. This is, it, it kind of looks like we're going to get a, a booster every year, just like the flu. And they're going to try to match it with the variant that's going to be out there. We're not doing a good job in this world of getting a handle on the COVID-19. We're fiddling about, and I think we can do a better job. I would like to see some real news and not all these opinion pieces. I would like to see a process where they, it's hard hard to express, but I'd like to see a better process where there's checks in place and people take responsibility and and they care. In Canada, the senior homes and long-term care homes, they have to go back to the public domain. Every time we spend something off to a private company, you know, they're, they're, they're for profit. I mean... And if they were, if it was in the public domain, the the public service, that's the first thing is service and looking after your customers. And we don't seem to see that with some of these contractors anymore, which is, it's just sad. Are you having problems in your country too with the way the COVID and the vaccine played out? Do you have the vaccine? Are you okay with it? I'm going to let you go. I just kind of just wanted to get a few things off my chest here. I like it. And next podcast too, I I just, oh, I want to tell you about this conference I had. And... Have you ever been in a meeting where you know if you say anything, you're going to get slapped down hard, but you just disagree with what they're saying? And that's what I want to talk about next time on North of 48. Take care. Bye.